1: This episode is brought to you by Dove. You use all the right skincare products for your face, but your body has been missing out. With new Dove Serum Body Wash, you can give your body the vitamin C glow it's been wanting, the hydration boost it's been craving, and the active skincare ingredients it deserves. It's time for your body care era. New Dove Serum Body Wash. Get Dove or get FOMO. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the
2: I'm delighted to welcome Tim Anderson to the podcast. Tim is a chef and author of six books on Japanese cookery. His last book, Bowls and Bento, took the concept of the Japanese konbini or convenience store as an inspiration for creating great Japanese food at any time of the day. And it's konbini we're here to talk about. Welcome, Tim. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thanks for having me back.
2: Oh, It's great to see you again. Thank um you. You actually wanted to call your last book Your Home Konbini but your publishers were a bit worried that readers wouldn't get it. Um yeah. can you start by explaining what konbini is? Um, cuz convenience store as we know in Britain doesn't really cover it, does it?
0: No, I mean it doesn't, it doesn't cuz it's it's basically the same thing. It's yeah. it's a it's a convenience store. It's um it's b- basically like a little supermarket um but there's so much more to it than yeah. that in Japan. Um both in terms of the what you can get there and the quality, um, yeah. and in, in particular, that one of the things that sort of sets convenient apart is the freshness of food. Yeah. Um, which you know uh, you go to get a sandwich at a supermarket here, and if you're lucky, it'll have been made that day. Yeah. Um, it probably would have been made a couple of days ago, maybe even longer. Um, that doesn't happen in Konbini. Th- those <laughs> sandwiches on the shelves or the onigiri or the bento or whatever, they're made that day. They don't last the day. They go and then they restock them multiple times throughout the day. Um, and not only that, they cook fresh food in the Konbini as well. So yeah. like I didn't know this. You can get like hot held um, things like yakitori and karage fried chicken in in, uh, in and I thought, oh, those are just something that they like buy, they get them frozen and then they put them in some kind of one of those yeah. toaster oven type things and they whack them in the hot holding cabinet. But no, uh, a couple of trips ago to Japan, I, I looked behind the counter and I realized th- there's deep fryers back there, like <laughs> behind the registers, like they're actually frying <laughs> fresh chicken, uh, not to order or anything, like it's a conbini, you go and it's a grab and go kind of situation. But yeah. like there are reasons why kombini are so much better than convenience stores that they are so much better um, to the extent that I think that they are different. They're not quite yeah. the same as it's as what we think the, of as a c- convenience store. It's
2: just a good catch-all term. And you said a couple of things that make convenience great, um, you know, seasonality and regionality as well. Yeah. Tell us a bit about that.
0: Uh, seasonality is inescapable in Japan. It's yeah. sort of like everywhere. It's, it's such a big thing. Like there's seasonal markers throughout the year, all different kinds of holidays and festivals and uh, things like that. It's it's really really ingrained, and you would think kind of in a convenience store setting, it that that's not where you'd find that because, well, first of all, they're not really selling like fresh produce or anything like that. Some of yeah. them do, um, but also because you know we think of convenience stores as having a very kind of set um, sort of. Co- lowest common denominator yeah. uh, range of, of items that they stock because – and there's a reason for that. It's because they, they need to sort of make sure that everything sells. They have limited yeah. shelf space and stuff like that. Um, but in Japan, there's much more of a culture for um, getting excited about what's new and what's sort of limited. So if there's something <laughs> seasonal, uh, combini are, are on that. So mm-hmm. – Say it's Christmas time. I mean, Christmas is a, a whole different story in Japan. Um, KFC is the big Christmas tradition yeah. there. But also <laughs> Christmas cakes, um, which are not like the Christmas cakes we have here, but they're more of like a sponge with elaborate icing and stuff like oh. that. So that's a huge thing at Kamini, You can reserve a Christmas cake um, in Japan, really nice cakes at the Kamini. You can get um, New Year's bento, osechi bento, which are these beautiful extravagant bento boxes yeah. with all kinds of symbolism in there um you know right now it's spring and it's hanami season it's sakura cherry blossom season yeah. so you're going to get sakura flavored sweets sakura flavored drinks um all kinds of sakura things um and and things specifically made for taking out to have a picnic to view the cherry blossoms yeah. like it goes on and on uh and then regionality i didn't really realize this um so I, I you know i i wasn't quite sort of paying attention i guess or when you're in japan living there you sort of take uh, for granted that what you get at a conbini is probably sold at every conbini elsewhere in the country because yeah. they're big chains. But it turns out that's not true. Like, when I was researching the book, I was going on conbini websites like 7-Eleven and Lawson and Family Mart and going through their their menus, basically. And then I noticed, like, they have all of these, like, take onigiri, for example, rice balls. Um, they have a, a little... Labels on each one of where they're available. Yeah, and, I, uh, and some of them are like this is only in Hokkaido or this is only in Okinawa <laughs> Or this is only in Tokyo and it makes sense too. like the Okinawa ones like spam is, is big in Okinawa yeah. because of the American Occupation there so you can get spam musubi in in Okinawa um, I've recently been to Hokkaido a few times and there's a Hokkaido only uh, Not only in Hokkaido, but mostly Hokkaido community called Seiko Mart. And they have a lot of like Hokkaido things, like scallops with miso butter onigiri, and uh, this obscure <laughs> type of uh, grilled pork dish from Muroran, um, a town in in Hokkaido, in onigiri form in yeah. in these kibinie. So like, it it it's uh, I wouldn't call it like culinary tourism, but there is a way, even just going to kibinie to experience a little bit of that regional food culture that Japan has. It's it's amazing. I don't think you get that at all. No. Here or, or in most countries.
2: And I think we think of convenience stores as like, you know, I'm trying to think, but there used to be 7-Elevens so here. I'm not sure if there are anymore, mm. or spa or whatever. But yeah. it's not where you're going to go and get your culinary greats, is it? It's
0: No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God. It's just
2: like the way, the way that you're talking about it, the um, Japanese people like just interact with it in a completely different way.
0: Yeah. And I think that... Um, you know, kind of like I did with Isaac book, I, I tried to think about why that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think there's a culture of, of, uh, of caring more yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, for lack of a better way to express it. Um, like people sort of, uh, they care about things like seasonality and, and yeah. special occasions and they like novelty and new yeah. things and, and they get excited by that. And, um, and that sells and that yeah. that's capitalism as well like yeah. and I don't know why that we're not more on board with that here like um, you know if I, if I go into a convenience and there's something new you want it I'm like let's try that
2: because someone's really thought about it. like even yeah. I think you mentioned in the um, in the intro that uh, you know even if it's a new a new type of Kit Kat
0: exactly <laughs> yeah like you don't pass it by no. if there's suddenly oh there's a sweet potato <laughs> Kit Kat I haven't had that before a melon <laughs> Kit Kat and it's like what do we get for Kit Kats here peanut yeah. butter <laughs> <laughs> and it never really changes. As you it's said, like,
2: we don't deserve it, do we? <laughs> we?
0: We don't really. Yeah. I have this conversation a lot with uh, people who have lived in Japan or been yeah. there about, like, why can't we have convenience? Because it yeah. seems like something not that hard to achieve just to have a little bit more variety, a little mm. bit more creativity, a little bit more fun in a convenience store setting. Mm. But it always comes down to me uh, thinking like, well, people here, they don't care enough on both sides. They don't really care enough on the supply side, yeah. and they don't really care enough as consumers. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know if that's true either. Like, every now and again, like, you know, walkers will come out with the crazy crisp flavors that are a collaboration. And everyone
2: with... gets a bit excited about yeah, that. Yeah, and everybody's yeah.
0: like, ooh, let's try the new fish and chips flavor, <laughs> the new KFC flavor. And and I don't know why that's not more of a constant. Yeah. Um, but... I don't. I, I don't know. It's one of these kind of big questions that I I always ask myself. Like, why why can't we why can't we have the nice things? <laughs> That's
2: your three AM question, isn't it? You're like you you you're wide awake and you're like, why can't we have nice things? <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, just, I don't know. Um, I, I I think part of it also is we don't embrace. Um, we're not on board with like good logistics here. It's very boring. To talk, yeah. But like, You've seen
2: it. Well, you know the weather. I mean, we know yeah. the weather's coming and we're never ready for it. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the other thing about community. It's not just food. They'll um, have what you need when you need it, like umbrellas. Yeah. Like when it starts raining outside. Oh, no. Where do you find an umbrella here?
2: We don't need them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do they say? There's no bad weather, only bad clothes, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, you pop it, uh, and and Konbini will pay attention to weather reports, yeah. and if they
2: stock if up. rain's
0: coming or a typhoon or whatever, yeah, they stock up on umbrellas, Imagine. and um,
2: that's just common sense, though, Tim. It's, it is. <laughs>
0: it's clever.
1: This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back.
2: let's talk a bit about um some of the wildly different things you can get in canbini because you say variety is the spice of canbini and just <laughs> going back to bento because for you know a lot of people listening will think i know what bento i know what bento is i've seen bento boxes yeah but even within that there are subsections of bento aren't there
0: yeah i mean um somebody asked me a, a while ago, I think in the process of sort of pitching this book, like what, mm-hmm. what is a bento? Yeah. And I kind of thought, well, it's it's Japanese food in a box. <laughs> 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 and it, it actually like almost anything can be a bento. That's the thing. Um, mm. It's hard to sort of and it actually doesn't have to be Japanese food. You can get bento with pasta in them or or, or sandwiches or things like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's a huge variety. If you go to the sort of bento section, mm. um, you'll get anything from like a makano uchi bento, which is sort of a traditional, yeah. um, simple bento with just like half rice and then a, a variety of small veg and protein preparations, rolled omelet, yeah. maybe some simmered vegetables, salad, pickles, stuff like that. Um, but you can also get, uh, Bento that are sort of just one big thing, like a, a, you know, say a gyudon, a a beef bowl in a bento format. Um, You can get ones that are cold uh, or hot. You can get ones that have noodles. You can, again, sandwiches, um, all different kinds of flavors. Um, And it doesn't sort of stop there. Then you can move into one thing I, I noticed more recently is how many sort of little otsumami like snacks like yeah. drinking snacks almost that you can get in in convenience that aren't really bento but then you can cobble together
2: oh you can make your own your own
0: meal yeah um, <laughs> you, yeah and and you can buy you can buy plain rice you can buy onigiri and like it's just like a it's a it's a smorgasbord it's yeah a, <laughs> and, and and sort of anything you want like i, I struggle to think of something that you might be in the mood for it and you go into a community and, and, and you can't there. have it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, like, it's within a certain bounds. But, like, if you're craving noodles, like hot ramen, spicy ramen, for example, they'll have that. If you yeah. want something more mellow and plain, like an egg sandwich, they'll have that. Yeah. Everything in between. All different flavors of crisps and snacks and sweets and drinks. Yeah. And it's just like, we, we you know, we just don't get that level yeah. of variety here. Let's
2: talk a bit more about the, the sandwiches. because Because... Yeah. Um, You've got a recipe in the in the book for shokupan, which is the bread mm. that the sandwich is made of, and I know, I I know like being an Instagram fan, I've seen last year a lot of people were making that bread, yeah, and they were making those sandwiches, um, and some of them are sweet as well, aren't they? But they they're very beautiful to look at.
0: Yeah. So the thing about the bread that's gotten kind of popular on Instagram. Is, first of all, a lot of people misname it. Um, okay. th- a lot of people call it Hokkaido milk bread. Okay. Um, and that's not really uh, – Hokkaido is famous for milk. And oh. that's why some bread in Japan carries that name because it uses milk from Hokkaido. But even then, like the actual bread you get in a kombini sandwich or in most sandwiches in Japan isn't milk bread. It's it's um, It may have milk in it. But it's basically just good white plain bread (laughs) (laughs) but it has some characteristics that make it good for sandwiches especially ones that need to be uh kind of shelf stable and that won't go soggy or soft um and the main thing is that it's got a water roux um a yudane in japanese or tangzhou i think it is in chinese um which is basically a cooked out starch paste you you cook flour and milk or water together and then blend that into the dough and that um gives it this kind of like it's hard to describe the texture it's kind of it's springy yeah but it also bites easily yeah so it's not like it's strong but it's not strong and chewy like a sourdough it's strong more like a sponge it yeah. bounces back and it breaks easily between the teeth and, it's, and it, it holds up if you put something kind of moist in it yeah. it's not going to go soggy it'll it'll stay nice and springy and firm over yeah. over several hours and is
2: that shokupan right yeah so
0: that's shokupan and shokupan is interesting uh, the, the word is interesting yeah. because it literally means food bread. And I always <laughs> thought, why? What? <laughs> of course it's food. You don't need to say that. Um, but apparently uh, the reason it's called shokupan, food bread, is because the first bread that was introduced in Japan uh, was used as erasers for pencils and charcoal uh, Drawing, yeah. drawings like it I was, think
2: I've used. I don't know. I, in my memory, I can remember using white bread yeah. to take off the pencil mark, uh, and that was called
0: keshipan, and that yeah. means erasing bread.
2: <laughs> so at some point,
0: they were they started to <clears throat> eat it. Like yeah. I guess somebody had to differentiate. This like no, no, this is bread that you eat. <laughs> yes. This is food bread. <laughs> um, just so, so so we're all clear yeah. on that. But it, this, it just stuck, and it's one of these things. But yeah, shokupan is sort of the more. I don't want to be pedantic, but the more correct terminology for, yeah. for Japanese white bread. yeah,
2: And the fillings, I mean, what kind of fillings would, would be on offer?
0: Um, it's a big range. Um, I mean, not not huge and, and nothing too <clears throat> extravagant, usually. You're not going to get, like, um, big stacks of, you know, fillings inside. They, they tend to be quite compact.
2: And, and quite, um, not like one note, but yeah. simple.
0: usually, like, the, the sort of most basic... Uh, community sandwiches you're going to get are tuna mayo, yeah. egg mayo, ham and lettuce, ham and cheese. So it's
2: quite straight straight. It, up. It's
0: quite straightforward. Um and you do have to like they're, they're great sort of bland comfort food these things. Yeah. Nothing challenging just a nice sort of yeah, soft Yeah, you did pillow. say
2: embrace blandness on your <laughs> Exactly, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> on like, your list of things to think about.
0: One of the blandest in a good way, food yeah. items that uh, you can get at a convenience that's also in the book, is a potato salad sandwich. Oh yeah,
2: nice. Which is like double bland, carb.
0: mixed with bland <laughs> in between bland. It's like, but it's it's so nice. It's yeah. so, it, it's double carb, it's creamy, it, it's, uh, you know, just got just enough flavor that you know it's there. Basically. Sounds like
2: kind of good hangover food. Wendy. Great hangover food.
0: <laughs> yeah, if I know I'm going to be out drinking in Japan, often involving cocktails from the, or beers from the convenience, I'll stock up on Coffee, Bukari Sweat or Aquarius, like the the sports drink. Yeah. Um, uh, uh some sandwiches. Yeah. And uh, they have these hangover <laughs> drinks in Japan called uh, what? Like the big brand is Ukonochikara, no Chikara, which I think means the power of turmeric.
2: Amazing. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, which is it's got all this turmeric extract in it, which is meant yeah. to, I, I guess, power up your liver or yeah, something. Yeah. They don't really work, but I always drink them anyway. Um, but, yeah, really good, like, uh, uh, these sandwiches are sort of, like, gently filling, satisfying carb delivery devices. Yeah. But some of them can be quite, like, interesting and flavorful. Like, yeah. one of my favorites um, that you see from time to time is uh, teriyaki chicken with a sort of perfectly medium boiled egg sliced up inside. Yeah. And, it, again, it's nothing, like, extravagant. But it's it's got a bit more flavor. It's very delicious. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind of an any time of day thing. It's a snack, it's a lunch, yeah. it's dinner, it's a breakfast, whatever. Uh, and then also they can be seasonal and regional as well. So when I was in Hokkaido, they had one. In, in Hokkaido, um, horseradish is a big thing, grows it? there. Yeah. It's called yama wasabi, which means like wild or mountain wasabi, basically. Okay. So I got one which was a ham, cucumber, and horseradish sandwich. Oh, wow. And it was delicious, really, really good. Just like the perfect hit of horseradish, just enough to like take it up a notch from a typical ham, ham sandwich. And the,
2: and the sweet ones I've seen, are yes. with the kind of halved, perfectly halved um, strawberries. Yeah, so they have cream.
0: fruit sandos as well, and fruit those sando. have like a sweetened whipped cream with the fruit inside, it could be strawberries. Um I've had a lot of good blueberry ones lately, which yeah. often have a cream cheese filling as well. And there, I think there's a recipe I should know my book better, but <laughs> there's a blueberry uh, yeah, cream cheese sandwich is. recipe yeah, in there. It. Because that's the thing about the bread. It's um, it's a really
2: good, it goes with sweet, doesn't it? Because it's got that slight sweet edge to it. It's or
0: it almost mostly, like a cake. Yeah. Uh because it does have sugar in the dough. Yeah. Um it also I I I in researching shokupan recipes, and that actually involved looking up um white bread recipe uh packaging images yeah. of them from Japan and, and zooming in on the ingredients list. Yeah. And they all have a few things in common. One is sugar. Well, the other one's margarine. Okay. Um, but you can use butter. Uh vitamin C is in almost all of them, which Why not? I know. Yeah. Got it in there. Th- it improves the rise and, and the gluten <laughs> yeah. structure. Um and uh what was the other one? Oh the the Yudane, the water roux. Yeah. But that that sugar um I think the sugar not only makes it a little bit sweet, but it also makes it a more tender kind of yeah. crumb. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they work well. Like there was also a trend – this isn't a community thing, but I think you can still probably get it in places in Japan. There was a, a trend a while ago for honey toast, which is like a cube of bread <sighs> – of white bread, which yeah. has been kind of hollowed out, hollowed out yeah. and then you fill it with like ice cream and, yeah. and honey, and it's amazing.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's that
0: it's that kind of flavor.
2: I love that. Another couple of things I picked up, and I think these are are both available, was um, egg curry bread, which mm. is an a soft boiled egg in curry inside bread. Yeah.
0: yeah. So curry pan. In karepan. addition to the like the chilled fresh sandwiches, yeah. you also have these like shelf stable breads and pastries. Yeah. Probably the most iconic is anpan, which is a sweet roll, and that, there's a recipe in, in bowls and bento for that as well. Oh, is
2: that with the bean inside? Filled with yeah, a, yeah, sweet yeah. red
0: bean paste. Um, melon pan, which is um, related to pineapple bread from Hong Kong, but it's a it's again a, a semi sweet dough uh, covered in like a, a cookie crust. Yeah, and sometimes filled with like a melon cream in oh, Japan. Nice. Um, but then you also get savory ones, and kare pan is is uh, the 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 most popular, I'd say, which is basically like a donut um, filled with curry, like a a, a semi-smooth, yeah. it could be meat or vegetable curry, a Japanese curry. Um, and then you can get sort of variations on that. You can get like super spicy ones. You yeah. can get kima curry ones. A lot of curry shops in Japan will sell their own yeah. uh, made with their house curry. Um, but, yeah, you can get one with like perfectly boiled eggs inside, something with cheese. You can eat them hot or cold. They're... Amazing! Yeah. Like <laughs> it's another one of these things that I think. Like, why don't we have that here? Yeah. Everybody likes a donut. Everybody <laughs> likes curry. You know,
2: everyone likes it. It looks like a Scotch egg in the book when you cut yes. into it because you've got the filling. You've got the egg surrounded yeah. by the filling surrounded by something solid. So. And it
0: would make a good like pub snack. That <clears throat> yeah, yeah, especially warm. Now yeah. I want one actually. <laughs> I am um,
2: ever since I started talking to you on the podcast, my uh, my store cupboard now always has a good uh selection of the. The Japanese curry roux blocks. Yeah, gotta have you, it. You got me. You got me into them. You were yeah. like, "Don't make your own curry for God's sake." No, I've written many recipes <laughs> for
0: Japanese curry in my books, but like, <laughs> but I don't use them <laughs> no. to be honest. I just buy the buy the blocks. I, I wrote those recipes, like especially in Japanesey and vegan Japanese because um, uh, a lot's changed with Japanese yeah. food in this country in the past several years, and it's hard. You can't even like. almost imagine it now but uh, four years ago you couldn't get that stuff at normal supermarkets now it's everywhere yeah, which is great it's
2: great And, and yeah I think it speaks to another one of your your rules or your things which is you know if someone else out there is making it just buy it you know Absolutely. Buy it, don't make it. If someone's doing a yeah. good version of it, don't be ashamed to buy it. Because we're a bit like that, aren't we? All got to make it from scratch, but yeah, yeah,
0: no, and especially Japanese curry because also there's a very particular kind of flavor and consistency yeah. to it, and that's not only a lot of faff at home, but it it, it doesn't give <clears> you, you quite the same result. You just anyway. don't get
2: that sort of yeah. Know. I do feel it's similar to the kind of chip shop curry sauce that all, we get in blocks that all, you can buy.
0: Yeah, it all comes from the same British imperial okay history
2: so it is so basically like
0: <laughs> the, the story of japanese curry is actually weirdly kind of circuitous you'd think it might have come up you know yeah. via asia where yeah. japan is um, <laughs> but actually it was introduced by the british empire uh to japan um and it came at a time when japan it was you know end of the 20th century the Meiji Restoration, Japan was deliberately trying to modernize and militarize and, and westernize, basically. Yeah. And they thought, oh, Britain's got the most powerful navy, most powerful military in the world. Yeah. They're all eating curry. So that's what we're going to do, too. And it became this huge, um, basically, like, army food wow. that then spread throughout the country. Yeah. So that's why Japanese curry, like, does not really resemble <laughs> any kind of proper real South Asian or Southeast Asian curry. Yeah
2: brilliant um you said the foundations of a home kombini, if you were doing it are a rice cooker and iced tea yeah right i mean rice is at the beginning of everything isn't it it, it
0: certainly is in uh in in convenient most japanese meals um but that's the thing like if you have rice uh you have the basis like for for a good complete meal yeah. you don't need to add much to it uh in this book, I talk a lot about Ichiju Sansai, which is this traditional Japanese meal format mm. where you start with – it means one soup, three sides. But yeah. really um, what it is is uh, you have rice and pickles. That's sort of a given. Yeah, And then you have miso soup and then three vegetable protein sides. Yeah. But really like that, that's not often followed to the letter in Japan. It's just sort of something to bear in mind when you're putting a Japanese meal together. Um, and a lot of this book also came out of me just – I don't remember why I started doing this, but I was trying to eat Japanese breakfast every day. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was post-lockdown and I was like feeling a bit like out of control or something. Like yeah, I was kind of thrown to, back yeah. into the world. I was like, I need to impose some kind of like structure order. here. Order. Yeah. There needs to be
2: order here. <laughs> I need to have some kind of
0: routine just to sort of make myself feel comforted and, and, and yeah. uh, like I'm starting the day in a good headspace, I yeah. guess. Um, and I was like, well, I'm not going to make three,
2: <laughs> God, <come on. laughs> three different side
0: dishes every morning. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, if you just do Ichiju Isai, yeah. one soup, one side, or Ichiju Nisai, one soup, two sides, or whatever, yeah. um, then it becomes very achievable. Um, uh, you have your rice, you have the pickles, which can be pre-made or shop-bought. Misa soup, instant, yeah. fine, absolutely fine. Um, and then all you have to do is boil an egg or, or fry an egg, uh, steam some vegetables in the microwave, simple dressing, simple sauce, and you've got a really, really, really good meal, I yeah. think. Like, it's it's filling, it's balanced. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm not a very, like, healthy person, <laughs> for lack of a better term, um, but starting the day with vegetables, yeah, which is a, a thing in, sure. in Japan, obviously, that just makes you feel good, like, like virtuous yeah. <laughs> you think okay I've done something good for myself I might eat garbage the rest of yeah. the day or, or nothing because if you're busy sometimes at least I will like forget to eat mm. um, and uh, but if you start off that way then you think well at least I've I've done this yeah. for myself um, but yeah getting back to the rice and the rice cooker uh,
2: and I remember you um, since you told me way back that I should get a rice cooker yeah I had so many different guests come on the podcast and say oh, you really need to buy a rice not, yeah. not me but saying <laughs> what like what's your tip and they're like buy a rice cooker yeah I'm like, oh, everyone's like just so into them. i mean as a
0: yeah because they enable having a good meal so easily Yeah. Like, again because if you have the rice and you've got the base you've got yeah. the foundation um and if you have one with a timer cuz yeah. like having a if you better buy a rice cooker that, that has no settings or functions then it's not really any better than having a pot Or a microwave because you still have to sort of set it and and, uh, get it going and it takes 20 minutes or whatever, which is not that long. But in the morning in particular, you don't have that kind of time. Nobody does. Um, But if you have one you can set, then you wake up to fresh hot rice and it keeps it hot. Uh, and it's it's just fantastic like that smell of steamed rice you said rice it in the gets morning. you out of bed in the morning it does. In the way that a coffee <laughs> a coffee does for me absolutely I mean, yeah. and then that also uh brings me to tea which is one of one of my favorite things about kombini and Japan generally is yeah. that iced tea well tea generally but iced tea also uh, in particular is everywhere and it's yeah. unsweetened i i don't like sweet iced teas um
2: well, you you invented that. Well, Americans. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but but we also yeah. have like what we call sun tea, which is where you just put tea bags in a pitcher and leave it in the sun, and then uh-huh, you have iced okay. tea. And and I realized like, okay, well, if this is what I I like about convening, this is what I kind of miss about Japan. Yeah, that's an easy one. That's that's an easy one to to achieve at home. I I would make iced tea in big batches in a pitcher in the fridge and cold brewed overnight. And then I'd save all the plastic bottles from like when I buy water or right, yeah.
2: and then just Diet have Coke or whatever too.
0: and r- rinse them out and then fill them up with tea, start a new batch. And the fridge is always stocked with what, iced tea. What
2: kind of tea would you use for that?
0: Oh, i change it up.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes straight green, sometimes mugicha, which is roasted barley yeah. tea, which is no caffeine and not really tea. Again, uh, cha, the roasted rice green tea, hojicha, roasted green tea. So
2: they've all got particular flavors. Yeah. beyond tea, you know, we and are a bit one-dimensional sometimes as far as tea goes. Right, in but this you country. can do a black tea as well. Yeah.
0: Or in Japan, it's kocha, yeah. which means red tea. You can do a milky tea, yeah. uh, milky iced tea, with uh, is is delicious. Um, whatever you like, yeah. that's the thing, and that's the thing about kombini. Getting back to the variety, like you go to the tea fridge, yeah, and
2: there's millions, and it's yeah, dozens and dozens
0: <laughs> of different teas. It's fantastic.
2: (laughs) Amazing. Um, I wanted to, a couple of things I was going to mention that popped out to me that you said in the book. Um, You said, is Japan the greatest place in the world to eat eggs? And I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, name one that might be, name a country that might be better.
2: I just uh, yeah, I mean, I I agree with you because I was because a... <laughs> I love eggs and I was going through because I'm I'm quite fascinated by those um I don't know what the Japanese word is but the rolled omelette yeah how the, you make them tamago. I've been watching YouTube videos of people doing I could just watch it for hours and then the the omelette is it omurice omurice yeah 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 I mean come on there's
0: so many different um, formats of yeah. egg is what I meant by that in in Japan and I don't remember what recipe that's in but which is steamed rice hot rice crack a raw egg on it yeah. a little bit of soy sauce oh, and that's yeah, it oh yeah
2: that was it yeah
0: yeah and it's so fortifying
2: yeah <laughs> like
0: <laughs> that's another good one for hangovers yeah that and a bottle of oolong oolong is for whatever reason <laughs> the one I know is good for a hangover um
2: there was a quite but, a good story about you waking up um having prepared yourself a, a delicious balanced <laughs> <that's> <laughs> Japanese right. breakfast and you were a little bit hungover and you were like this isn't gonna cut it so you yeah
0: were... <laughs> I ordered a Mackey D's <laughs> which is another perfect food (laughs) item, actually. Uh, But I still wanted the rice because rice is like comfort food and nothing sort of uh, fills you up like rice. That's how I feel anyway. Um, But I I ordered the McDonald's and basically I I took the muffin off and I think I just ate it with jam or something (laughs) on the side. But uh, I put the the sausage, egg, and cheese puck on the rice, loads of chili oil, a bit of soy sauce. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Another one to try. Yeah. I think people would be surprised at how how often, not how often, but that cheese pops up, you know, that kind of like oh, melted yeah. cheese on top of ramen. But yeah. It, it's sort of, but it's it's a thing, isn't it? It's not like, it's not your interpretation. It's...
0: Absolutely. I mean, sometimes um, at the restaurant when I was running Nanban, we, we put cheese, Parmesan cheese mostly on, on ramen because it yeah. tastes great. And some people would say like, this isn't... Authentic? <laughs> How dare you! How dare you? <laughs> like, and I was like, "Well, here's the thing. I first had cheese on ramen, and I think 2004 <clears throat> or yeah. 2005, and it was actually something from a kombini It was an instant ramen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it was. A, I remember it very distinctly. It was a garlic miso tonkotsu ramen, instant ramen that came with a little sachet of grated Parmesan cheese. Yeah, and that's a thing. And uh, you know, another thing you get in is uh, doria, which are rice gratins." Um, that they'll heat up for you there yeah. in the microwave. We can take it home. Uh, yeah, cheese. All about the cheese.
2: The other thing <laughs> you said is um, most things would be better if they were ramen. <laughs> you oh. said that on the intro to your BLT ramen salad. Ha- so. Yes.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> can uh,
2: anything be ramen? I mean.
0: So I'm testing that through with my next book, oh, which wow. I think I can mention Stop now. Stop for the press. <laughs> yeah, it's called Ramen Forever. <laughs> One of the working titles was Everything is Ramen. Because that's sort of the premise of the book—is that like I had
2: no idea about this. This is such a brilliant. Link. Oh well, this
0: is breaking news. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> there's some uh, th- there's some things in the book that I always wanted to try yeah. to make into Rama, but wasn't sure if they'd work. Yeah, and some of them didn't. But some more more did than didn't. And yeah. uh, one of the great triumphs is uh, a beer and cheese oh, yeah. ramen. Because that's beer and cheese soup is one of the iconic Wisconsin, Wisconsin dishes. Wisconsin, yeah. Because yeah. you're
2: from Wisconsin. Exactly. The, where you're called Cheeseheads. Exactly. Is that right? Yeah. yeah I remember so, that from previous chats. It
0: started off as a derogatory, like it was a sports now thing. It's a,
2: now it's a pride thing. Exactly. You've, you've got a badge that says <laughs> Cheesehead.
0: Yeah, and our license plates say America's Dairyland. Yeah. We're very proud. Um, but I, I wasn't sure if it would work because it's quite a thick soup, mm. but I, I, I thinned it out a bit, uh, but still got a good cheesy flavor and yeah, it, it's, it's great. And, and I would say, yes, it is better in ramen form, that soup.
2: <laughs> Can you share any of the disasters that you, that didn't work? Or, <sighs> None of or were them. They're were they just not disasters? They were just not great? Yeah, it's great. not,
0: not great. Um, I tried to do a smoked salmon, uh, and like dill ramen. Mm. But one of the rules of ramen is that you need to be able to slurp it, like, meaning that oh. when you pick up something with your chopsticks, it kind of carries everything with it, like, yeah. like a conveyor belt almost. Yeah. But the problem with, like, smoked salmon is, first of all, it's kind of an odd flavor when it's hot. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit strong and fishy. And then also, it doesn't slurp very well. It doesn't sort of, like, the the, the smoked salmon is too discreet, and, and you kind of need to isolate it and chew it. and. It's not like a nice sort of melting piece of chashu, like pork belly, yeah. that you just sort of breaks apart easily and yeah. is chopstick friendly and, and slurp friendly. Um, so that <laughs> one, I, yeah, that one got the got cut.
2: Yeah. So when when is that? How far along are you with that? Have you filed it already? Is it? It's is it all... uh,
0: just uh, being laid out. We've shot it, and um, it, we're going through the final edits now. So that'll be out in September.
2: Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So you can come back and chat about ramen. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. <laughs> well, that's brilliant. I mean. To finish, you said no matter your mood, the kombini is there for you.
0: Well, I would say the whole point of the book, this book, is to s- try to do it at home. Yeah. Because the other sort of key theme of this book is uh, tsukuriyoki or tsukuriyoki okazu, uh, which means prep ahead side yeah. dishes. And and uh, the other thing that enables having Japanese meals and uh, on a regular basis or or stocking your fridge or your kitchen as if it was your own home convenience, yeah. is making things that will last for a few days in the fridge in, like, batches. Not huge batches, um, but take take an evening or or a few hours if you can uh, on, on a weekend or or one evening in, in the week just to batch cook stuff and then have it in the fridge. And it can be things yeah. that can be reheated or things that can be ha- enjoyed cold or room temperature. You can pack it at a bento. You can have it for breakfast or dinner. Uh, and that way, um, making uh, a meal is – It's so quick. That's the thing. Like going back to breakfast, if you set the timer on your rice cooker, that's ready. You have instant miso soup. Um, You have – you know, pickles, and then you have these side dishes that you just have to pull out of the fridge. And yeah. it, it, it it's it takes minutes. It's it's great.
2: And it's actually a really healthy way to eat. Like you said, you know, lots of different variety, lots of different textures and flavors, and yeah. you can change it up day to day. So you don't get bored with it. Exactly. So you're not just batch cooking seven meals exactly the same. Totally. Yeah, it's great. Well, there's loads of inspiration in there. And if people want to go and grab the book. It's called Bowls and Bento, Simple and Satisfying Japanese Recipes for All All Day, Every Day, yep. which is a lovely idea. But, um, <laughs> thanks again for coming to chat to us, Tim. Thank um, you. Good luck with the new book and come back and chat about ramen when it comes out. I
0: will, <laughs> gladly.
2: Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. Do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.